on all things Spurs. Now, here are your hosts. Hello everybody and welcome back to a new episode of the Spurs News Podcast. I am Sam, delighted to say, rejoining me this week in a manner of speaking is Matilda. Yeah, we, we couldn't afford to keep paying him, could we, for uh, to cover me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, mate, this is a true true test now. Did you listen to the show last week? Do you know what? I, I would I would love to lie and say I have, uh... but I have literally not had a, had a moment to myself in the last couple of weeks. I did see that. <laughs> I, I, I think all I can say is that I saw the title was about Bow, so I presume he was spoken about quite a lot. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was. He, well, basically, I mean, I'll, I'll break it down a few things. I, I basically informed everyone you weren't on the show because you were finally having the operation to go from Matt to Matilda. Oh right, okay. Yeah. So, so. <laughs> Thanks for there, the forwarding, sir. <laughs> yeah, you, you are welcome. By the way, um, so uh, there is that. Um, but yeah, basically, I Stefan is a massive Bale fan. So. He's that little bit younger than us, so basically, Gareth, the first coming of Gareth Bale, me and you had seen Gascoigne, we'd seen, you know, Ginola and then Bale, we were kind of like, yeah, Bale was like his first one, you know? Yeah, sure. Basically like his first love. Um, so, so him being back in a Spurs shirt and him now hitting some sort of form meant that he, in my opinion, was becoming a little bit deluded <laughs> when he said to me... He'll start against Burnley, he'll get at least an assist and a goal. My God. To which I said, not going to happen, I'm so confident of that, I will get a tattoo should it happen. No way. What tattoo did you say you was going to get? Basically, bail on my ass. So when, Um, have you got it booked in? Not yet, no, no. I um, uh, Currently, due to COVID restrictions, uh, <laughs> tattoos not something I'm going to be getting done. And I'm hoping that this pandemic now lasts long enough that everyone will forget. <laughs> well, do you know what? For any, anyone that's list, been listening to this podcast for, for well, long since enough, the start... Yeah. The, the tattoo bet is a thing. Yeah, they're, they're, they're going to know that I, I'm in no position to enforce <laughs> your tattoo. <laughs> I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen to the show again. I swear there's a loophole I can use. Yeah. There must be a loophole somewhere. I don't think he fully agreed to the bet, and I don't think we put consequences his end if it didn't happen. So I I feel like that's null and void. But I will try and wriggle my way out of it. But I mean, obviously, I'm I'm delighted that it happened. (laughs) I I didn't I didn't see it happening because I was kind of thinking, uh, if you played if you played in midweek, you ain't going to start him at the weekend as well. You know, he's still. You know, I, I was still not fully fit, etc., etc. My brain was just like, "No, nah, man, you're you're getting carried away here." <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> but no, um, I mean, we've won two games in a row, four nil. Um, we beat obviously uh, Wolfsburg, uh, a team that we really obviously should be beating, but you know, we still got to beat them four nil. I was pleased with that. So then, follow it up, beating Burnley four nil. Um. I was quite surprised with some of the reaction, which was like, oh, yeah, but it's only Burnley. I'm like, well, yeah, I, I do get what you're saying with that. You know, the two teams we've beaten in the league of late have been the two of the, the poorer sides, granted. But Burnley are a team that cause a lot of problems for a lot of people. And we've kind of dispatched them now a couple of times, <laughs> like last season 5-0, this season 4-0. We've, we've eased that other people can't. I mean, last night they, they picked up a point against Leicester who have been destroying most teams, including us, not that long ago. I feel like with Leicester, they have they had last season they had a similar thing where they kind of got themselves really high in the league and then they just sort of yeah. disintegrated and fell away. And it feels like they're, yeah. they're kind of doing that again. But yeah, but look, it, it's... Um, look, but like you say, we, we, we walloped them 5-0 last season. Yeah, it, It's almost like we are there bogey team really aren't we it feels like it yeah Yeah. it feels like when they play us they're like oh no here we go yeah it's it's, it's odd isn't it it's it's all it Mm. must be there has to be an element it seems too much of a coincidence there has to be an element of psychology in there somewhere yeah you know that they're they're kind of coming to to our ground again they're like please let's not get walloped five nil and it kind of happens again but yeah the the early goal i think just really got to them yeah do you you know what talking about that early actually i'm glad you mentioned that early goal because 
when it's when it went in, uh, I was convinced it was offside. Yeah, I didn't celebrate. <laughs> no, no, me neither. Right, and, and, and that's re- and that's really weird because I know it's a conversation we've had often. You know, when it comes when, when we talk about VAR and how it affects yeah. how we watch games. But yeah. I, I, I mean, look, I don't know what what it would have been like with fans in with fans in the ground. Yeah. But I genuinely, Seb and I just sat there and we just was like. Oh, waiting uh, for the VAR yeah. to say offside. But, but, yeah, but, if, but, if, but if VAR didn't exist, we would have been running around the room screaming like we just got an early goal. It's it's really weird how it's changed how you yeah. watch games now. Yeah, it is strange. I think in the stadium, I think you get caught up in the ball hitting the net and you go mental. I think. Do you think? In, in my in my opinion, yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I. <sighs> It's weird, like, I saw something recently, and the commentator was trying to push this kind of, oh, look, VAR has caused this to be a double celebration. I think it was a goal against us, actually. Yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> but, be surprised. <laughs> but basically, they, they celebrated the goal, VAR checked it, and then it was given, and then they celebrated again. And I was like, I am... Um, I don't, I don't see that as a positive. I don't, I don't see this kind of like, yay! Oh wait, yeah, yay! Yeah. As a massive positive. Yeah. Uh, of course, I say that if it happens in our favour. I mean, I remember we scored a goal against somebody, and they were doing a VR check, and it was a really important goal. And I swear, the VR, VAR check coming back confirming it was a goal was like the bigger celebration. Mm, <laughs> it yeah. was like, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, I suppose that could be our. I don't know. It's still weird. I. I mean, I, me and you live through the passback rule being brought in. <laughs> and, you know, nowadays, no one even thinks about it. But you remember that first season that came in, yeah. it was chaos. Yeah, yeah, you're um, right. So, so it's weird. It's, and with no fans in the stadium, it makes it weirder. Um, I, I, Yeah, it's very odd. Did you, did you see, um, I think it was Aston Villa versus uh, Leeds. And um, oh, I can't forget, I forget the guy's name that he scored for Villa. Um, yeah. But he he scored, and he didn't, and they was all, and, and I can't remember thinking if he had an association with Leeds or with the old manager or something because he wasn't celebrating, and I was thinking maybe oh, that. Okay. But then when, because uh, it, it looked like it could potentially be offside, and then when when it was yeah. when it when the VAR confirmed it wasn't, you, you sort of see him fist pump and yes, like you know, so he yeah, is really celebrating. But he wasn't when yeah. he put the ball in the back of the net, which is really odd. I I think that. <clears throat> contributes to the fact there's no fans in there. Yeah. I, I think, you know, if you score a goal currently, you know, I see, because it makes me laugh. You see, like, some guys barrel a goal in at the moment and they, like, run to the corner, like, yeah, oh, yeah, no one's here. <laughs> Stop watching. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, here's the cameraman. Yeah. <laughs> that's what, that's you why you've got, home. yeah, that's why you've got Bow and Son doing those, whatever they can do with their fingers, because that's what you can do in it. Oh, man. I, <laughs> Right, so I got absolutely done with this, right? So my brother sends me a message and says, what the bloody hell is this thing Bale's doing and Son's doing? And I said, well, Sonny, some time ago, went to visit a Make-A-Wish kid, right? one of these kids who have got a terminal illness, and they make a wish to see somebody, and this foundation will make it happen. And it, and it, this is true, by the way, and hmm. Sonny goes to see him, and the kid says, oh, can you do a celebration if you scored us just for me? So Sonny did make a wish, an M and a W, right? Yeah. So when I saw Bale doing it, I assumed that Bale was now doing this with Sonny. Oh, it's like, oh, wow, that's a really nice thing. That's amazing. What what a great gesture. Yeah. Bale was taking it on as well. No, no, I was completely wrong. <laughs> He's doing a W and an M for Welsh Mafia, oh, which is kidding. the nickname for him, Roden... <laughs> And Ben Davis, you've got La Mafia, which is uh, Sissoko, Undombele, <laughs> and Aurier. By the way, Larissa has none of this. Larissa just goes home and drinks. Yeah. I mean, goes home. Goes home, sorry. Just someone hides his yeah. car keys. Right? <laughs> yeah. He just leaves and goes, wow, okay, whatever, kids. Uh, where's where's my ticket to Paris? Um, but yeah, that's what he's doing. He's doing W and M, Welsh Mafia. So I'm like laughing at this. I basically at myself for thinking... Wow, Bale's such a great guy. Oh no, he's just messing about great. Well, brilliant. Yeah, fantastic. And, who, and then, you go then Lucas Moura's doing an L. Oh, God. Now, anybody, right, who knows that symbol means L for loser. Yeah. Right? So I'm watching it and I'm thinking, okay, so Sonny's doing this for a Make-A-Wish kid <laughs> and Lucas has run over and he's now doing what? L for loser? Dude, what the? <laughs> <laughs> 
this kid's in the hospital watching his like tears in his eyes. Oh, he's done that for me. Oh wow, oh. loser. What? <laughs> of course, they then explain it, and Gareth Bale is asked this question like, "What is Lucas doing?" And Bale pisses himself laughing yeah. because he then says, "Oh, we're doing Welsh Mafia, and Lucas felt left out, so he's doing L for Lucas." Oh, bless him. <laughs> <laughs> So I am now killing myself laughing because, of course, if you've ever seen the film Dodgeball, right? Yeah. There's this character in it whose who, wife hates him and he and she's doing the L for loser. And he goes, yes, that's right, love. L for love. And they're going, dude, dude, that, that don't mean love. So I've got this image of Lucas going, L for Lucas. And the whole squad going, yes, mate. Yeah, totally. L for Lucas. <laughs> oh, do, you know, yeah, do you know what? If there, was a, if there was a moral to this story, Sam, is we need fans back in the ground. <laughs> we do, yeah. Big time. Yeah, yeah. Let's just on, on second thoughts. I'll get the tattoo pandemic over. Just let fans come back, yeah. please. Because the, the more the longer this goes, the more I can see it becoming like really ridiculous. Well, you're gonna have you at some point. You're gonna have all eleven of them in the camera, all doing their own different different symbols all, with all their doing fingers. Their own different, yeah. <laughs> I dread to think what Hoybier's symbol would be. It'd just be like basically the middle finger. Like, everyone get back to the halfway line. No, okay, what, what okay. he could do is like a, a, a straight finger in a circle to make it shape of a D for destroyer. So you got a big, that's an easy one for him to do. <laughs> I wondered where you were going then. A straight finger and a circle. See, when you said that, I, I imagine something very different going on. With, maybe it was my childhood. Maybe yeah. I was a very immature kid at school, but I had very different... Well, I it, mean, yeah, I mean, Pierre could do that to the camera, I suppose. Well, the, I think I, the FA might ring him up about it. You could, you could imagine back in... If, if John Terry and, and uh, Wayne Bridge were still playing football now, oh, wow. he could do oh, it behind no. him. Oh, oh, no. Oh, dear. He went there. Oh, no. <laughs> Do you, do you, honestly, I think Wayne Bridge won that. I think Wayne so. Bridge came out of that. He's married to a Saturday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I'm not talking about a day of the week. I'm talking about one of the lovely ladies who was in the Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wayne, Wayne won. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Absolute winner. He, he might, he might have lost. He lost the battle, but he won the war. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> spot on. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. I remember, like, because they were teammates, and obviously he went to Fulham. I think Wayne Bridge. That's right. That. Whenever Chelsea played Fulham, they're like, "Here come the handshakes." It was like, "Oh, here we go." So awkward. So awkward. <laughs> yeah, just walked straight past oh, him. Like, nope. Oh, it was beautiful. <laughs> I, I, I love that. That was the first one of those things that I loved, and the, the latest one, of course, is the whole "it was Rebecca Vardy" thing. It was just the best day on Twitter I've yeah, ever had. That was brilliant. Do you know I love it? You know, because like you, you see on social media, um, you must see it like friends occasionally. You'll just get something gold. Um, yeah, 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 but yeah. but when you when it's when it's a, a famous celebrity, you're when like, it's this celebrity, is just get awesome. The <laughs> we we had phenomenal. a no, exactly. We had a we, like there's a local um, there's a local page that I'm on uh, on yeah. Facebook, and and I don't know if you're if you're part of your one where you live. I think every yeah. town or village uh, has I'm, that. I'm not. No, I, I can't stand people. So <laughs> right, yeah, no. that doesn't that doesn't help. But uh, no. but we, we we've got. Uh, We've we've got on our one. Uh, you get the usual, like you know, if someone's if someone's let their dog poo and they've not cleared it up, they'll get a nice picture of the dog poo and be like, you know, this is disgusting. Why can't we? You know, why can't people clear up their dog after their dog? Like the person who's looking at it is going to go, yeah, hands up, that's me. I'm going to make sure next time I put it in a poop I'm, bag. You know. Sorry, mate. Hang but, on a second. So what you're telling me is in your internet search history, you're aware there are naked women on the internet, right? No, you're this, is, this at is dog crap on a no, regular this is, basis. I, this is. This I'm is worried a... about you. We need to have a chat when this podcast. <laughs> Sorry, me and you need Sam, yeah, Sam, you, you haven't. Please, like, type into Facebook your where you live, the no, town or village you live. No way. And, and then, honestly, just for just for the just for the shits and giggles, look at it because it's crazy. <laughs> but we had this yeah. guy. This um, obviously, we, we, at the moment, um, because of um, a lot, a lot of people got ring doorbells at the moment, haven't they? So yeah, yeah, you get yeah. a lot of things get caught on ring doorbells, and they'll get posted on <laughs> on the page. Like I've seen oh, this. Wow. So okay. anyway, there was there was one of them, and this guy, and he had like a. He had like a bulge on his uh, on his belly, kind of thing, like a yeah. like he was carrying something, and he was looking in reflection of of a car. So someone's yeah. posted on here. I've caught this on my ring doorbell. Very suspicious looking man. Um, just keep yeah. an eye out for him. And then one of the other residents who's in the page has, has put a post saying along the lines of, uh, "I know some. My brother's 
XSOS, we can we can get about three cars of people together. Let's go on the hunt for him, right? So they, oh, it was full of vigilante, right? And then yeah. the, the next morning, the guys posted the the one who was caught on the camera, and yeah. he was like, just to let everybody know, this was my my uh, seven month old baby, and uh, yeah. I walk her out at night to get her to sleep, and I was looking in the reflection of cars to see if I could see if her eyes were closed. <laughs> but he was Brilliant. like. An hour away from getting yeah. attacked by three cars yeah. full of a, a, vi- a, vig- a vigilante <laughs> justice. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I mean, I, my my favorite thing at the moment is on Facebook. I saw this um post the other day from the woman who I went to school with, and she's having this massive rant about her family. Like, no, this absolute, basically an essay. I've not read it because I've just like seen the start of it and gone, oh, that's that's juicy. Yeah. But my favourite thing is the first comment on this massive rant about, and I mean, like, she's gone full on into her, like, her mum, her dad, her sister. I'm like, whoa, jeez, you're you're not having a good day. <laughs> and and the first comments are, like, her mum, and her mum's first comment is, language like that, you won't be getting dinner. <laughs> I'm like, wow, this woman's 36, 37, <laughs> and her, and her mum is basically just absolutely tore her legs out from under oh, her that's on brilliant. social media. That's brilliant. The original rant in post had like one like from probably her boyfriend. Yeah, sure. And then her mum's reply had like 13 <laughs> likes and growing, and I added to that. I was like, yep, have some of that, you Marty sod. Uh, but anyway, we digress, we digress. Um, as we often do. Um, Laura, very kindly, the lovely Laura, or luscious Laura uh, 85, I think, on certain websites, um, You, she sent us a couple of messages this morning uh, from Instagram. Um, now, I haven't put a post out like people let us know your comments, because the last couple I've done, hardly anyone's kind of replied. And I was like, oh. Okay, maybe, maybe no one wants to talk about it. I mean, it's quite possible after winning a couple of games, people might have had different things to say. But I thought, well, I'll tell you what, then this week we'll just chat and then I'll put the post out again next week. Um, and we'll see if other people want to sort of get involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so we got a comment on uh, a message sent to the Instagram page. He says, hey guys, I'm a massive Tottenham fan from Las Vegas, Nevada. Wow. Hang on a minute. I did that wrong. Right, let, let me let me let me do this again. Hey guys, I'm a massive Tottenham fan from There we go. That's better. This guy's got a jingle um, before he like we've breaking the rules here, Sam. <laughs> uh he decided to get in the podcast recently and the first channel I could think the follow was yours. Since I've been following your Instagram for a while. Love the show, keep it up, looking forward to the next episode. Well, you're going on my Christmas card list, <laughs> Mr. Bobby Long. Thank you, Bobby. Bobby Long, I um, love it as well. That's like I, I love some of the names of the American guys here that are, list- that are sending us messages. Yeah. Bob- Bobby Long. Yeah. <laughs> uh, from Viva Las Vegas. He's, he's got to be an Elvis impersonator. Elvis when you got me? But he's got to be an Elvis to... impersonator with a name like Bobby Long, hasn't he? He's got yeah, to be. Bobby, Bobby, message us and let us know what you do in Vegas. I want it to be something exciting. If you do something really boring, make something up. Yeah, make Just it up. It. Yeah, <laughs> I'm an Elvis impersonator. Fascinating uh, cop. Um, basically, I'm a police officer in Las Vegas, but I dress as Elvis at night time. No, while on duty. Um, hey, baby, don't be stepping on my blue suede shoes or I'll arrest your ass and take you downtown. You oh, yeah, thank you very much. There you go. See? Who needs Elvis when you got me? Exactly. Um, oh, no. Oh, wait a minute. We've also got a message from someone who does have his own theme tune. Um, we, we have a message from the Island Brother. Awesome. Now it's time for a comment from Island Brother. Island Brother says, Well, if I blame Jose for bad performances, I have to praise him for good ones. Since West Brom... The inclusion of Lamella and Lucas has transformed the attack, and as a result, our centre-backs have been facing less pressure, which allows less chances to make mistakes. Lucas, especially, has been in rich form playing in the number 10 role, which I don't think anyone saw him being capable of. With the renaissance of Bale, I can see this attack taking the game to anyone. Might not always work, but much better viewing than sitting back, holding on to a lead, and praying nobody gets skittish. What do you guys think? Is this sustainable? 
Is this Jose? Or is this just the players taking responsibility for their roles? Hope you and the families are keeping well and safe. Uh, yeah, I'm well and safe. Matt, are you well and yeah, safe? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, um, thank you too. And I hope you, you also on the island. Back to the island. Um, so, it's, it's a valid point. Um, you know, I, I, for one, was very much... Uh, I'm done. I've had enough. I can't watch any more of this crap. Um, we've won two games on the bounce. That hasn't transferred my opinion of everything overnight. It obviously makes me feel a hell of a lot better. Um, we play Fulham today as we record. It's the 4th of March. We're recording in the day. We kick off against Fulham at 6pm tonight. So this podcast will be out before that game. Um, I I don't know. I don't know how I feel really at the moment. Um, it's hard to say, is this Jose? But at the same time, when i got to hold my hands up. If, I, if I'm critical of the way the team's performing and putting that to him, then I have to obviously, like the Island Brothers said, have to acknowledge his input when they perform well. Because, you know, you can't have one without the other. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I, I do I do wonder what it is this trans What it is. I mean, do you, do you think it's a selection change? Do you think it's the fact that he's now putting more attack-minded players onto the pitch? I think he's he's always had attack-minded players on the pitch, but it, it, yeah. it's, it's difficult not to want to get carried away because it's, it's only two games, isn't it? Like it's, and it's, yeah, it is. And look, yeah. I, I, like you said, I'm, I'm not going to go along the lines of, well, you know, it's only only Burnley and only Wolfsburg, but at the yeah. same time, they're, they're teams that you'd kind of expect, especially Wolfsburg. I mean, like... The- the way we've been playing, though, I went into both games with a little bit of trepidation. Yeah, I, I mean, I, if I'm honest, look, after the, the first leg against Wolfsburg, I, I kind of yeah. felt that it would be beyond ridiculous surprise if we wasn't to even destroy them, you know, because it, it looked... Yes, because Tottenham have never done that to us. <laughs> yeah, but, but I, I just... It, it almost... like I think both games... Like, and, and, and I know it sounds like... You know, I don't mean it as a disrespect to, to Wolfsburg, but... Both games just almost felt like training games. Like they just, it just felt too easy. I mean, I don't think they needed to even leave second gear half the time. You know, we kind of. No, I mean that that is fair. I mean, we are definitely a step above quality wise. There's no two ways about that. I, I like the way Wolfsburg played, though. I said that last week on the show. I, I, I admire the fact that this is how we play. You know, we like to try and play football. And then when they played us, it could have been so easy for them to go, right, let's just try not to get smacked, you know, let's 10 behind the ball and try and do everything. But they didn't. They pressed us all over the pitch. You know, they, when they had the ball, they tried to move it quickly and play football. So I, I quite I quite liked them. I, I thought they did well. But you're you're right. You, you did always have that feeling that Spurs could just go, all right, all right enough now. <laughs> yeah, and 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 I don't mean yeah, it's it's it, I don't mean that as a disrespect towards them because, like you said, they've they've come out and they've played football and that they, they they they're aware they're obviously aware that 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 we have more quality than they do. So it would have been yeah. very very easy for them, like you say, to just park the bus and see if they can get a goal on the break, which would just would have yep. would it would have made it a really poor spectacle. And in, as it as it like as a Spurs as Spurs fans, I mean. Like you know, as Wolfsburg fans, you probably would have enjoyed it. But as yeah. Spurs fans, it meant that we could enjoy the game. And they did. Um, was it them guys that sent a really nice tweet after the the second game, to say that they've lo- they think they've lost to the winners? Was it Wolfsburg that said that? Um, I'm sure because you. I, I, I honestly don't know to be honest. Yeah, I'm sure I saw a, t- a tweet from them, and they said uh, we've lost to the eventual winners of the of the Europa League. So it was like a really nice thing they put on there. So um, yeah, look, they're full 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 respect to them. You know, it was yeah. that they 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 knew. I mean, it's a bit like it was a bit like that. Look, I'm not saying that they were, they were as bad as Marine, but you know, when we played Marine, <clears> they <throat> they weren't expecting to get anything from it, and th- th- they were being you know they were being nice and everything about it. So you know, it's just one of them one of them um, one of them fixtures where you just felt like it's if we yeah like you know it was like it was in second gear, and if like you said like you know we it's, it's almost like we were playing with them. You know, we if, yeah. if anything become if they scored a goal right like, okay let's score a couple back, but the but, but the Burnley game, look, any team in the Premier League, it is, isn't. There's no easy games in the Premier League, is it? There just isn't. No, like people can say that that they're, 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 they're at the bottom of the league, but the Premier League is a hard league, you know. Yeah. And and teams tend to play that ten men behind the ball when when they're when they're when they're. Um, well, points are precious. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but I, I don't know with with Burnley. I, I guess 
because we like you said earlier we got that early goal and that meant they had yeah. to play and then when they had to play it meant we could just pick them off you know if, if we hadn't right. got the early goal it might have been a completely different game but it might have been but I, I do definitely think like you said I do think there's a psychological thing where they came there and they, in their minds they were like we lost 5-0 here last time this isn't going to happen you know we come here and then you consider that early goal and it must have just been like, oh here we go it's going to happen and again yeah. yeah yeah and you know we kind of got at them a bit and once the second went in, you know, third and the fourth, you could almost see them after the fourth going, right, that's it, we're not no more. not five again, yeah. not five again. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it could have been, you know, a different day, a few few other. I mean, Harry Kane hit a couple of shots in this game where, you know, I'd have put my house on him, hitting, you know, at least hitting the target. It's so weird with Kane, um, isn't it? Because we... Uh... You almost like uh, we hold, sort of hold him in godlike respect when it comes we to do, being a striker. <laughs> so when he just misses a go- when he misses a, yeah. what seems like an easy shot, you're yeah. like, what the hell just happened there? <laughs> yeah, there was there was a chance. Sonny dragged it back to him. That's right. And he yeah. just missed it yeah. completely. And and you could actually see it by the way. And this cracked me up, right? So he's hit the dirt, and you could see it on his face of like. Oh man, I'm so glad there's no fans in the stadium for that. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, ooh, that's bad. It's bad enough that people are watching at home. But if fans had been here, I'd be hearing about this all the walk back. Yeah, that's right. So we yeah. just led there for a minute. But also, I, I get a message from I think my cousin watching. Just goes, you just know after the game today, he's going to be out there going right, cross it like that another fifty times. I need to get this right. Yeah, you know? yeah, completely. He's the sort of player that's just going to sit in his brain. <laughs> Won the game four 0 but I missed that chance. Damn it! Yeah, you know, yeah, it's so true. Um, it's so true. Also, ever since I said. It looks like Sonny and Kane are going to break that goal contributions record easy this season. The pair of them haven't combined for a goal. Oh, God. So, for... Yeah. Of death on yeah, so um, <clears throat> I'm going to try and unjinx it ahead of Fulham tonight, right? You ready? Yeah, Sonny and Kane. I mean, should they even be playing together? I mean, I mean, what do those... Do, do they ever combine for a goal? <laughs> mm. Yeah, it'd be fun to see that happen again. Do you know what? If that happens tonight, I'll get a tattoo. <laughs> You definitely have to do that, that, mate. That should do it. That should do it. uh, You're going to be like covered, mate, by the time we've 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 stopped doing this this podcast. Bail, bail on one ass cheek, Sonny and Kane on the other. (laughs) You're going to be like that guy from. uh, I think I mentioned it before. The the guy that had that thing for um, oh, the singer Miley Cyrus. You're going to be like him. Oh, hang on. What? Did you did you ever see that? No. There, there was a guy who he got he got divorced and he kind of yeah. just then started really obsessing about Miley Cyrus and then he just got okay. tons and tons of tattoos of Miley Cyrus. Like he's oh, wow. one of his knuckles says Miley, the other knuckles say Cyrus, and he's got all her face up his arms and everything. But then apparently she wow. saw it and she was like, "You're really creepy." <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. See, I, I, I'm all for like people. You know, can, you can get whatever the hell you want on your body. Your body is legal. Do it. Go for it. But I do think some tattoo artists, when someone comes in and goes, "Yeah, I want uh, Miley Cyrus's face covering my entire back," that tattoo artist should go, "No, no, no you can't." No. Do it. No, basically that's creepy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. I'll take your money, but I'm just going to let you know you're going on a government list. Yeah, sure. So yeah. you're aware. That's what it's going to pay for. It's going to pay. Thirty-odd year old man, and she's like nineteen. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or however old she is now. God, she's fifty for all I know. <laughs> I got she was. She was. <clears> do you know what? I know we're going off topic, but just very briefly, she's. She was. She. Yeah. She was. Um. She played a character in one of the um, Black Mirror Anna episodes. Montana. Oh no. Yeah, yeah, really good. I don't know if Black Mirror is something you watch on Netflix, but she's in one have, of those episodes. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Love that yeah, show. She, she, she is great. Um, yeah. Yes, I like her music too. There you go. There's a revelation there for the podcast. <laughs> um, so one of the things I want to talk about, because it's always amusing to me, is <clears throat> our Facebook page and the comments that comes on it. Because there are times where it really gets to me. And I know we talked about it on the podcast a lot and we've had a good laugh at some of it. And there are times where I interact with some and it's, <clears throat> and I'm kind of like, oh, you know, that was a different perspective. That's interesting. And I quite enjoy it. But then there's this situation that yesterday, and I, and I shared this with you before we recorded because I wanted to sort of just, just laugh about it, really. <sighs> I posted a thing about Oliver Skip. So the manager of Norwich has heaped praise on Skippy. He's having a great season in the Championship. I know everybody who listens knows I'm a massive fan of his, so I'm not going to go on about it too much, but he's the second coming. He's great. <laughs> um, he, We did this post, 
obviously that led to discussions of him coming into the first team for next season. And I think the vast majority of comments were on the lines of, I'd like to see him come in and replace Sissoko. I think that's a perfectly valid comment. I think Sissoko being non-homegrown, um, clearly, you know, is at an age where we could do with moving him on. It's a perfectly legitimate thing. You know, and it's not being disparaging to Sissoko or anyone else. It's just natural evolution of a squad. Young English player, classed as homegrown, replacing Sissoko would make perfect sense. Mm. So I'm going through the comments and I'm reading some of those. I'm going, yeah, okay, yeah, that's all valid. It's a valid discussion. And then I get to a couple and they're next to each other as well, which cracks me up. Now, I'm not going to name and shame because, you know, is there any shame? It's their opinions. But <clears throat> the first person says... If he can pass further than five yards, then he makes my starting lineup instead of Hoybier. What? <laughs> but I'm sorry, what? Yeah, it's it's one of those shaking your head and staring at it, isn't it? But hang on, what did you just say? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm going to read it again because I just want to make sure that I, this is real. Um, if he can pass further than five yards and he makes the starting lineup instead of Hoybier. I mean... Th- th- if you're listening, right, okay, I, I know this is your opinion and we all have them, etc. But I always go back to my opinions of, like, assholes. You know, everyone's got one and some are just really full of shit. Yeah. And this one's awful. This is an awful take. I mean, it really is. Hoybier plays in a role. Uh, his role in football is to stop people who can play. You know, his whole role is break up play, put in tackles, and then give the ball to someone in our team who can so you are literally criticising this man and saying he should be dropped from our starting eleven for doing his job? Do, do, do you know what it feels like, Sam? It feels like someone saying, do you know what? I think next season they should replace Harry Kane and, and yeah. place him with someone that puts the ball more than just beyond the goal line. Yeah, yeah definitely, yeah. <laughs> we, we need to find a striker who doesn't always score goals. You know, <laughs> or or find his opponent, find his teammates to score goals. I mean, he needs to really do more. Yeah, I, I, I don't get it. I, I, I like I've read it several times, and I've I passed it to you. It's just like I, I don't get it. I mean, it's like yeah, we need a new goalkeeper as our current one keeps catching the ball all the yeah. time. What a donkey! Mm, yeah. yeah, he needs to get replaced. Yeah. <clears throat> Definitely. Um, I just I, I'm I'm baffled by this one. I. I, I the ju- other thing as well, which is quite funny, is the fact that Hoybier actually has quite a range of passing on him. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah, he does, thread, yeah. He's He's got three or four assists in the Premier League this season by threading yeah. the ball through. Um, yeah, so I, I'm really baffled by that. <laughs> now, the next one <clears throat> comment is another gentleman below who says, yeah, bring him in and sell Undombele. Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, these people bullet. don't watch football, do they? No, <laughs> it's, it's a joke. I, I, they're they're trolls. They're internet trolls. They must be. I, th- I think the thing is, at the moment, um, especially this season, you've got no excuse to say you don't watch football because every freaking game is on TV. So yeah, it is. What are yeah. you What are you doing when these games are on? Like you've got time to make stupid comments on a, on yeah. Facebook, but you haven't got time to watch the actual games. <laughs> I mean, are we? Uh, let's, let's try and be a little bit kind of. Uh, subject. Try and be impartial. I I watch those two players, Hoybier and Umbelli, and of course everybody has bad days at the office. Everyone has games where they're not quite at it. Um, I think on I think uh, Hoybier looks a bit tired. I think next season he'll be able to rotate more with Skip, for example. Um, but <laughs> I I'm at a loss to watch Tottenham play this season and not pick those two out as two of the standout players for the club. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cause, I mean, like, every, every every time me, Seb and I watch a game, it's normally one of them two, because like, we always, at the end of the game, we was like, who do you think's man of the match? And no. probably seven, eight times out of ten, we're saying, which one of those two should we call, you know? Well, how many moments of just undone ballet kind of like, oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how many times this season I've watched him pick up the ball in a situation, I'm like, oh, damn, he's going to get munched. And just pirouette, use his body, get away. And then he has that ability to just bring the ball forward. I mean, teams hate that. You know, there's nothing worse than a guy running at you. Mm. And for him to have the ability to pick the ball up, turn, and do that, 
it lets Kane run, Son run, Bale run. You know, it, it, the defence then panics. Okay, do we go with the runner? Do we try and close this guy down? What do we do? It, it just opens up the game so much. I mean, he's like Dembele at his best. You know, yeah. Dembele, yeah. those couple of seasons, you know, the, the peak Pochettino years, the two years where we were great. Dembele was just what well, the best midfielder in the world. He yeah, was next yeah, level. Yeah. And I watch Undumbele play, and he is that younger, and he has all the ability to do that for the next five, six years. You know, injury and you know, God willing, so to speak. So, I I don't get it. I don't get how anyone could watch Tottenham play this season and pick one of those two or both of those. And, yeah, they're replaceable. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. You know, if you if you're working on a Tottenham playing a system of four two three one, which is what we're playing at the moment, and you you're picking those two, it's Undumbele and Hoybier if they're fit. Yeah. Every time, yeah. if they're fit and ready to go, those two every single time. Yeah, you, you're, you're <clears> looking <throat> at yeah. you're looking. I think we've we've mentioned this a, a while back, but you know, you, you yeah. look at a, a court like a core. So say. Like was was you saying like you know you got like the core of a team and they're almost like the first yeah. names on the team sheet and for us yeah. I mean maybe I don't know Luis would you put him in there now with his age I, I don't know there's a lot of talk of him getting replaced uh, in if, the season if we're to, if we're talking about Luis next season if we're talking mm. about a team for next season um, I personally would look to replace Luis Luis wants to go to Paris let let's let's not beat around the bush here. He wants to get back working with Pochettino. He wants to finish his career or playing career with Paris Saint-Germain. That appears to be the thing. He wants to go back to France with his family, live in Paris, work with Mauricio again. It's like a, a perfect storm for him personally. Yeah, he, sure. He has one year left on his contract in the summer. So I think it's like two, three million quid over to Paris. It suits everybody, really, because we need to sign a new goalkeeper. We we do. Mm. Um, if if for a couple of reasons, one, Hugo's been here so long; he's been a phenomenal servant for this club. He has been great for us. Um, I personally think he was made captain at the right time. I personally do not think he's the right person to be captain of the club now. Yeah. I so agree. it's time for this change. The the kind of you need you need to make these changes. We talk about the squad going stale and stuff. These are the changes that need to happen. Now, who would be captain next? I think it's a great debate um, because the obvious candidate everyone's going to look to is Harry Kane. But of course, then you've got the factor of at the end of this season, Harry, so say, is also looking at well, maybe if I've not won a trophy, I need to look at my options. Do you hand someone the captaincy who's potentially looking elsewhere <laughs> mm. um so there's a lot of debate to be had there and also anyone who watched the amazon documentary i'm not sure about kane in the dressing room as a captain i don't know <laughs> i don't know about anyone else a, a lot of players really talk him up and talk about his influence and his leadership but in the documentary they like only depiction of it is him going let's fucking kill him yes yeah, he says every door. time didn't he it was like something <laughs> it's like something out of a freaking mike bassett <laughs> england manager <laughs> it was just weird. No, I don't, yeah. no, of course, those things are heavily edited, and what you've missed is probably him going, "Right, guys, from the first minute, you're right. You put your tackles in. Make yeah, sure you watch yeah. this guy tactically, guys. We got to be spot on. Everybody, be focused." And then that's where I can kill him. And that's what put in. <laughs> do, do you know what there is? I was going to say, Sam, there is someone that I think would be a great captain, but the only thing that puts me off is the fact that he yeah. can only pass sort of five yards. So I don't know yeah, whether he... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. To be honest with you, it says in the captain uh, manual you need to be passed at least six yards. Right, so that's him. Yeah, we kind can't of be captain. It definitely rules him out. Maybe he could work on it, though, in the summer. Yeah. Maybe like maybe mm. Jose would sit down in him and go, you know, you're like one of our best players. Yeah, you need to work on your passing because this guy on the internet says you can only pass five yards well, well maybe maybe like a loan in the championship for sort of you know get get him up to skips yeah. level and then you know maybe yeah. then we, we won't have to get rid of him then Mate, I mean that's a great show yeah. yeah yeah we should run this club yeah absolutely yeah absolutely <laughs> um so yeah so yeah going forward then I, I think Hugo yeah should go I think the biggest problem we've got at the club at the moment is um where we're going to go with the manager now 
I, I've shared my opinion in a blog that if it had been me in charge, Jose would have got shot, fired, gone already. Mm. But he is the manager. The chairman is backing him. So as a fan, I'm 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 on board. I want this club to win things. I want it to be a success. Whoever is in charge, well, what my opinion of him is of that I don't think it's going to work. Desperate to be proven wrong. Mm, yeah, <laughs> Desperate to yeah. be proven wrong. For so many reasons, by the way. I'd love to be proven wrong because that would mean that we're successful. That's great. I'd also love to be proven wrong because all of these journalists and everyone jumped on him from day one. I'd love them to be proven wrong. Yeah. Do, do you know what I yeah, mean? Sure. I'd, I'd kind of love that to be kind of like, everyone said this would never work, this would never work, and I kind of dared to believe for a while that belief is now gone for me, but the, there is still a big part of me that wants it to work desperately as a massive F you to everybody who said it wouldn't. Well, and also you've got like people like Sunis who just seems to have this agenda against us, and yeah. he's just, he's, I bet he must be so smug right now because like what he said earlier yeah, in the season is all coming yeah. true, and... Yeah, I mean, Roy Keane the other day had uh, quite a quite a rant, and Jose even got asked about it, and Jose was just kind of like, well, it's Roy, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not worried. The thing is about Roy Keane is he's kind of like a broken clock, which is, you know, even a broken clock's right twice a day. Yeah, sure. Um, Keane appears to have, for me anyway, a, a TV personality, which is, I'm on TV, People want to hear me go crazy about something, and so that's what I'm going to do. Mm. Um, and that's what he does. And every now and again, something to trigger him, you know, like just something that annoys him. And that's it then. He can't see past anything but his kind of blind ranting. I mean, he's a lot like a real-life walking Twitter troll, to be honest <laughs> with you, which is just, I'm here to rant, I'm here to shout my opinion. Yeah. Oh, well, here's a fact that proves your opinion wrong. No, my opinion is everything. <laughs> it's a lot like Donald Trump. Yeah, exactly. Now, now I'll say it out loud. Um, but yeah, so the, the Roy Keane thing, I mean, I, I just kind of laugh that off because a lot of what Roy Keane says I laugh off. But every now and again, he'll say something, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, that's, that's a fair point. Yeah, sure. But, um, yeah, this time I just laughed it off. The 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 building the team for next season though, like I was saying about the the manager uncertainty. If Jose Mourinho is still with us in the summer, then that would mean that we've hit some of our targets for this season, and therefore he's justified that he's still with us in the summer. And therefore, his priority one hundred percent is going to be two centre backs. I think no matter how much he likes Eric Dyer, he cannot be happy with the level of our defending no. central defence. No. Toby Alderweireld, I think, is still our best defender, and is clearly, as much as I love the guy, is clearly reaching that point of not quite being able to do it week in, week out in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. Um, hamstring injuries, I think, is the reason why that's happened a little bit faster than it did for Jan. But I think he's there, um, which is horrible <laughs> to see. I mean, I, I went through it with Jan, you know, kind of cried <laughs> seeing Jan do that and leave. Uh, Toby, I, you know, I, I still think you'd get a decent fee for Toby this summer to a club. Um, I think Eric Dyer, you'd get a decent fee for him. I think Joe Roden has the ability to develop if we want to retain him. Uh, Juan Foyf, I think we could get a fee for this summer. Um and of course, um, Davinson Sanchez, he, who had probably one of his best games for us in a long time against Burnley. I thought he was excellent. Yeah, he was. He was actually really good. Um, he, he really stood out. Now the, the problem is, and and I and I do concede this. The problem is, is my expectation of Sanchez going into the game was very low. So his performance to me was like, wow, that's world class. But I think that's purely because my expectation level was down here. Yeah. And he, he hit well above that. I think if my expectation level had been, okay, Davinson, you're an international defender. You're you know experienced across Europe, won competitions in Holland, Colombia. My expectation of you is quite high. Mm. I, I I think he just hit he hit where he should be. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's, <laughs> so, it's a bit like you know with, with Suzoko, like he's a bit of a cult hero with us, isn't he? And we kind of yeah, like when for, he for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, <laughs> but but he had that season where he started playing quite well, and we were like, yeah. oh my god! But but that but but that kind of quite well was in comparison to yeah. how poor he's been. Awful, and, dreadful. Yeah. yeah so you, yeah. it's 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 getting a perspective on it, isn't it? I guess. It is, it is definitely perspective, but you know, it was a clean sheet which we desperately needed. 
going into the Fulham game, I would very much like the same back four to start um, because I think some continuity would really help everybody. Mm. Um, Fullbacks wise, going into next season, I mean, the left side, I think next season we're set with Regulon and Sessignon coming back from loan. Of course, yeah. I think it's time for Ben Davis to leave. Um, I like Ben. By the way, I know a lot of people seem to hate the guy. Um, I, I like Ben Davis. I've always liked Ben Davis. He's a good, solid fullback. He has never been Mr. Dynamic charging forward, although he's tried. Bless him. Yeah, yeah. He really has. Um, but that's not that's not him, and he's just been dependable for me. And I don't dislike him. But again, this kind of squad stale, refreshing thing that needs to happen. Ben Davis, Welsh international, not homegrown. You are literally able to replace him if you sell him with a player we already have in Sessignon who is homegrown, yeah, classed as homegrown. Yeah. So again, we're addressing this balance issue in our squad of the homegrown players. Also getting a fee for Ben Davis, which can be spent elsewhere because left-backs were set. We've already got them. Yeah, it's, it's funny with Ben Davis as well because I, 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 I he's only 27. I know he's going to be 28 yeah. next month, but he's so he's in the kind of the prime of his career at the moment. Yeah, yeah. But you kind of think of him as being a lot older than that. So we could probably yeah, get... Yeah, I do. We could, yeah, we could probably get a decent fee for him because he's, he's, he's yeah. got like, what, another five six years of bit playing at the top you know so yeah no I, I think there'd be a number of Premier League clubs who would very much rate him as a top as their first choice left back without a doubt yeah. um, and I think if he was made available we wouldn't struggle to find clubs to sign him mm. um, I mean who who he'd want to join of course is another matter but I do think that 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 would be sensible and, he, and he'd go elsewhere and he'd play very well you know he's a good solid left back who plays week in week out you know, is is a good player. So he is a Premier League level player. People love to just throw insults and stuff like that. There are very few players in the Premier League who don't justify being there. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, you don't get to the level and you don't get to play at that. With Tottenham being like a top six club, uh, top four for a number of years, and Ben Davis has played a part of that, you, you're not, you are Premier League level. At the very least, you are Premier League mm. level. Um, so the, the kind of insults that get thrown his way, well, I think, is really unfair. Um, on the right side, of course, um, it's a real weird one, a real debate, because Aurier and Doherty, uh, Aurier has had probably his best season for us, in my opinion, but still has that ability to just self-destruct better than any player I've ever known. Um, whether it be in-game by just like absolutely losing his mind and doing something that you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? Or at halftime being subbed and deciding to threaten everybody and, you know, I'm going to set fire to this stadium kind of rant, <laughs> you know. It, it, it is, he has one year left on his contract from the summer. I think this summer the club need to try and find a new home for him. We're not going to get a big fee for him. Daniel Levy really needs to get that through his brain. Um, Doherty, I'm more than happy to go for another season with Matt Doherty. Um it's worth remembering for everybody that Doherty is classed as homegrown because he came through the Wolves Academy. So even though he's an Irish international, he is classed as homegrown. So I think that's worth reminding people <laughs> again because a lot of players struggle when they make a move in their first season. I know he's played in the Premier League, so he's Premier League experienced, but he's been at Wolves for like 13 years. You know, he knew that club inside out. He lived in the Midlands for 13 years he then moves to London in the middle of a pandemic there's no fans in the stadium he's moved from a right wing back to a right sided full back I'm more than happy for Doherty to have a second season to see how he gets on yeah I agree um, talk, talking about Aurier I don't know if you read or not I can't yeah. remember where I saw the article but uh, they were saying that they, they just believe he's uncoachable yeah. he just doesn't yeah, listen <laughs> you know yeah, which is there's there, there's a story I was told when Mauricio Pochettino was there where Mauricio literally walked off at some point and walked straight into the Hotspur Way offices, sat down with Daniel Levy and said, you have to find a club for him. Mm. Like Literally, I've tried for two seasons and he looks me in the eye, nods, completely understands and then ignores me. <laughs> And I mean that that story did the rounds for quite some time because apparently it's caught on the Amazon documentary. Right. Um, that, by the way, right? I don't know. 
and I'd, I'd love to try and see if this is true. There is a rumour that there is a three-hour edit purely of Mauricio Pochettino's time, his end at Tottenham as an Amazon thing. Okay. And there is a long... There is a, a big thing going on where Amazon want to release it. Tottenham have the final say and have said no. And Mauricio Pochettino is now basically almost being given the kind of deciding vote because he had a big hand in like what his appearances and stuff can be and can't be right but someone leaked about a five minute segment of it and it got deleted very fast but this five minute segment basically actually they filmed him being fired oh wow really yeah yeah jesus They, they actually had the cameras in the office daniel levy basically allowed that to happen which i'm I remember at the time people were talking about it and it was like a big rumour that like, oh my God, they, they've actually filmed him being fired. This is horrific. Mm. And I was kind of like, and when the documentary came out, we're like, oh, they handled it quite well. You know, it was kind of like, you know, this happened, this happened, this happened. I was dreading them doing that because I'd have thought that had been so disrespectful. Yeah. yeah. Well, it would appear that they edited it out, but yeah, it does exist. And this leaked footage was the moment where he said, you got to get your things and get out. Oh God. Jesus. Yeah. It feels like, yep. it feels so long ago, long ago now. Doesn't it does. It? <laughs> it does feel a long time ago. But yeah, this. But sorry, the, the, I digress from the Aurier conversation. But yeah, there, there was a there has been a thing about that for a while now. About Pochettino said this man doesn't listen, mm. and Jose Mourinho came in, and I think a lot of people thought, well, we've seen a real change in his performance. Perhaps the system suits him more and stuff. And um, I remember there, there's a guy. You, we've had him on the show, Windy, Windy Coys, uh, Chris. Um, he he basically said that he felt that Jose came in and changed a whole tactical system just to try and get the best out of Aurier, mm, mm. <laughs> which, which was frighteningly kind of weird. Yeah. But at the same time, if you're stuck with a player for a while, <laughs> then, then that's I guess you've got to try and do that. But for me, uh, I say this knowing that he's probably had his best season for us. He needs to go. We need to try and find the right back, ideally, who is classed as homegrown again. Um, there are a number of them. There's Lamperty. Um, there is Aaron's at Norwich. There's a number of them, but they're going to cost. Is Lamperty you know, the, but... the Brighton guy? Yeah, yeah I he, really like him. He scored against us, didn't he? In, in... Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that side. Yeah, but we did, <laughs> we did really win like that, that game that he scored, I think, yeah. it's 2-1. <laughs> yeah, he impressed yeah, me. He... he really impressed me. Yeah, he's impressed a lot this season. Um, the, the the club who's favourite to sign him at the moment is Arsenal, right. which you know hurts a bit. Yeah. Um, but I did see yesterday because of this strong link, loads of the big Arsenal accounts on Twitter were just talking about how amazing he was. Yeah, this is how my brain works, right? I've screenshotted all of those tweets because if we sign him, <laughs> I'm gonna have a field day. <laughs> Yeah, I like how you're thinking, I'm so, Sam. I'm such an ass. No, mate, you know, you're a Spurs I've, I've fan. Just, I've, just, I've just said that out loud, and I've realised that's a real dick no. move. No, do, <laughs> it's do, funny though. Do, do, do you know? Do you know what I? Uh, I used to when I used to work at, um, uh, in my previous job. I, I, uh, yeah. like I did, did it for ten years before, before I moved to where I am now. And I used to have a mate there uh, called Dan who was a. I've probably mentioned it on the podcast before, but he, mm-hmm. like we, I classed him as quite a good friend at work. You know, occasionally, yeah. very occasionally, sort of go for a drink socially, and I classed him as a good friend. But then when I left the company, he just instantly deleted me off Facebook, and oh, and I'm wow. like, well, that really, I didn't see that come in. Like I thought that yeah. we were mates. Like, but then yeah. over the over the course of the next two or three years since I left the company, you know, you get the Facebook memories come up. Yeah, and the amount yeah. of comment, the amount of posts, anti-Arsenal posts that I put on, I've put on Facebook in the past. Yeah. I'm not surprised. I bet, I bet he was looking forward to the day when he he could he had a, <laughs> he had a legitimate reason just to whack me off of, of any. Just, just get rid of you. Yeah, and and it's and I find it quite cringeworthy actually. Like I, I I've I, to the point now where if it comes up on my memories, I just delete it because I don't want it to keep delete, coming up every don't year. See that, yeah, yeah, and and I, look, I don't, don't get me wrong. I hate Arsenal like like we all do. Uh, and but I think you can get carried away sometimes. I think that's the problem, oh, isn't it? You can, you can at the moment. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I um I had a conversation the other day on Twitter about uh, Arsenal posted it. It'd been so many years since Dennis Bergkamp scored that goal, mm. and and they said something about you know, and then someone showed the teletext screen a screenshot of what the teletext news was the day they signed him. Okay, 
and I was cracking up because the top one was Burkamp signs for Arsenal. The next one underneath was uh, someone said it would never. Mark Lawrence and I think said, "Oh, it'll be awful in the Premier League." Oh, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> wow, great, great, great take opinion. That was. That's like the Hoybier opinion, is <laughs> bang on. Yeah, yeah, it's because Burkamp couldn't pass more than five. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then the other comments, the other like stories on this teletext page were like Tottenham close to five million Armstrong signing. Oh, I'm like, oh Jesus, man! Arsenal signed Burkamp. We signed Chris we Armstrong signed Chris for Armstrong. about the same money, by. The way, you're kidding. Was it for the same? No, <laughs> no, I wish, I wish I was. Um, and then, and then underneath, there's a story. Uh, Hansen says United kids won't win. Oh, that is insane. That that's <laughs> I was like, oh, that's amazing. I remember that so well. I remember, and poor old Hansen had to live with that every season they brought up. You'll never win anything with kids. No, that was his yeah. legacy, wasn't it? <laughs> that really was. And that guy was a fantastic pundit and analyst. He really was. But that, that became his legacy. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Oh, dear. Oh dear. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I enjoyed that. But it was an Arsenal fan account that did it. And I like replied saying, oh, what a signing that was and cracked up about us signing Armstrong. Yeah. Because it's funny. It yeah. was funny. Back then, we couldn't compete with them in any way, sense, and you know, there's no point me looking back now. At the time, I was like, yeah, well, you're a team of foreigners. <laughs> what the hell does that matter? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it really yeah. didn't. Um, Whereas, whereas now I can look back and just go, wow, we were nowhere near. You yeah. know, we weren't even on the same page. Oh, it was it was embarrassing. It was embarrassing, wasn't it? Yeah. However, now we're having probably our worst season in a decade, and we're still above. We're them. still above. Them. Yeah. That's weird. Do, do you know um, I, what I do like as well is on the face of it, the uh, the, the Europa League games getting swapped over looked like it was a disadvantage oh, to yeah. us because obviously yeah, we they we. Are would... mad. But they're 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 to the point where. For the first time, because obviously you know I, I post stories on our on our website. Yeah. I did an Arsenal story because it was from Arteta. Yeah, Arteta po- yeah. Ramp, but because yeah. I just love it, he's yeah. <laughs> really upset by it. Yeah, really, really angry. And the funny thing is, is, the reason why our fixtures turned around is because we had to qualify and they won the FA Cup. Yeah, so really, so, so, it's on you. So their success you know, has given them a disadvantage. <laughs> Yeah, if you're, if you're going to go and win trophies, I mean, who needs them? Yeah, Clearly, exactly. it's a disadvantage. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, oh, it, did, um, it did make me laugh. That, uh, yeah, so yeah, that game has been swapped around. So we will be home, and then we play the Arsenal at the weekend. Whereas they've got to travel to Greece and come back, and then play us. So fingers crossed, yeah. they uh, they they come a cropper. Um, but yeah, like I said, just going through our team. I mean, Hoybier and, and Dombele for me. If you're playing a four-two-three-one they're going to be in there. If you're playing a 4-3-3, they're going to be two of the three, you know? Mm. So I, I don't, I don't fully get the idea that they're, they're droppable. Really. Um, no, I mean, that's what I was, that's what I was saying, obviously saying earlier, like you look at the core and I know I mentioned Lloris, but like if that goalkeeper gets changed, but you look at yeah. certain players like, so uh, Ndombele, uh, Hoybier, yeah. Kane, they're the players that so, you can, ima- that, you know, they almost develop, we're developing a core with these players, aren't we? And if yeah. we can get some, two really good, really good centre backs then I feel yeah. like next season you know hopefully we could uh, yeah. we, we could <laughs> that, that's, the that's eternal hope what that Latin means yeah. that all there is for Kerry means next season we'll do it next season <laughs> we, we, we turn, we've basically turned into Liverpool haven't we the yeah, old Liverpool, the old, uh, the old one. It's our oh, next year. Be next year. Be yeah. I think that's. I think that's been the Tottenham thing for a long time. Yeah, but sure. The, the year ends in a one, so I'm still holding out some absolute faint hope of a miracle. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I yeah, it's strange. It's very strange. If you're going through doing squad building and stuff and working your way through the whole team, there's a lot of very obvious transitions we can make this summer, which would enable us to get the balance right. Um, and enable us to to do the centre backs, but the money's the issue. Yeah, of course. You you try and sign what would be classed as major upgrades at centre back. You're talking anywhere forty to sixty million, really, for for centre back each. Yeah, that are really really top class. Um, if you sold Toby Dyer, Sanchez, <laughs> and you sold uh, Ben Davis, Serge Aurier. Would that be enough to buy two centre backs and a right back? Mm. But you don't, Probably you don't know not. because obviously we're selling, we're selling players. We're going to sell. It's a bit. It's almost like relative to what you know when house prices go up and down. You know, yeah. like okay, so your house drops in by value of a hundred thousand, but then everybody else's does. You know, so no, no, you're not wrong. I, I'm just saying that I don't think. I mean, 
I, I tried, uh, I'm such a sad git for stuff like this, but if I'm on hold for work sometimes, and I've got a notepad in front of me, I, I'm sat there squad building, I'm like doing plans, like, well, if we sold him for this, and we sold him for this, we'd have this much, but there, there's a number of players there that can be sold this summer to try and make upgrades to the squad and make the changes we need to make. And there are players there. Like I said about Ben Davis, Ben Davis is one that can be sold and we already have the the left backs. Do you know what yeah, I mean? We sure. don't, that money can go elsewhere. Go elsewhere, yeah, sure. There are other examples of that. Like uh, I think one of Lucas or Lamella should be sold. I don't think you need to sign a replacement in the squad, really. I, I mm. think we already have an abundance of talent in that area. I mean, Jack Clark's out on loan. He could come back into the first team squad and provide cover in that area if needed. Um, so again, I, I don't. I, it's difficult. It's very very. When difficult. when you say Sam, when you say one between uh, Lucas and Lamella, would you yeah. would you consider uh, selling uh, Bergwijn? I know he's not been at the club that long, but I I don't. I don't know if if it's just this season he's had an off season, but I just I've just not been impressed by him. Um, it's difficult with Bergwijn, and I'll tell you for why. He is a very, very attack-minded um, wide forward. That is his role. He's very quick, very attack-minded, and Jose picked him and disciplined him to be a very defensive wide player. Now, that's not a dig at Jose, but what I mean is it's very difficult to judge him. It's like... It's like judging Hoybier on his ability to pass over five yards. <laughs> you know, is 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 it fair? Yes. Yeah, sure. um, it's difficult for me. I know he's not been at the club that long, and if an offer came in for similar money, I'd say yeah, take it. But if if he again different manager, he could look like a very different player, or just allowed off of the leash. I think he'd look a very mm, different player. Mm. Um, you know, against uh, Wolfsburger, for example, he was very attacking. He just looks like a player who needs to get one to go in off his ass. Yeah, sure. You know, just needs that confidence of the ball hitting the net again. And then once he's got that, I think he'll be fine. You know, because he arrived with us, you know, with all the confidence in the world, coming from the Dutch league where he scored one in every two games, was playing constantly. And he arrived in it that volley against Man City, right. you know, like mm. like he believed whatever he hit was going to hit the back of the net, yeah. and of course it did. We then fast forward a season later where he missed chance against Man City where it could have won us the game, he missed the chance against Liverpool where it could have won us the game, and the fans got on him on social media. You know, he got absolutely slammed at the point you you deleted his Instagram for a while. That's going to get in people's heads, mm. you know. That's that's going to get you. That's going to make it even harder to then shake that off yeah sure so I, i'm possibly a little bit more patient there because I'm, I'm trying to be understanding of the situation and what he's facing and the fact he's been asked to do things very differently tactically um eric lamella seems to thrive in that you know that kind of eric i want you to go out and kick people yeah, yes sir you know? <laughs> yeah yeah i'm on that all over it um <laughs> But the biggest problem with Lamella is reliability. Yeah. I mean, if you had Eric Lamella playing the way he can and consistently, you'd never sell him. No, no. He's an absolute nightmare yeah. for other teams. Yep. And he's he's just runs and kicks and gets in people's faces and he forces errors constantly just because he's constantly pressing. Um, Lucas has that ability to just glide past like five or six people like they're not even there. My biggest issue with Lucas is then often he's confronted with three or four decisions and his brain goes, ah, malfunction. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I don't know what to do. Yep, yep. I've got son to my left, king to my right. I know I'll fall over. Yep, yep, you're and, right. And that drives me insane. Mm. That absolutely drives me insane. But then, by equal measure, the ball had dropped to him near a box and he'll volley it into the top corner and you're like, wow. Yeah. What? What the? F yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then another time you'll get put through and you're like, here we go. Oh, no, Rosehead. Okay, that's strange. Normally, <laughs> that's very odd. Um, so yeah, Lucas. Again, if an offer comes in, I'd accept it, and I'll forever remember that hat trick in Amsterdam. You know, for, for my life, he'll be loved for that. Of course. But you know, just I don't know. It, it just kind of consistency is the issue. Lamella, Lucas, uh, genuinely offers came in for all three. I, you know, all right, all three of them can go, and we'll look to replace. Um. But I don't know. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's, it's a lot of this around who the manager is going to be. A lot of this is going to be around to the tactics he wants to play. Yeah, of course. At the moment, if you're looking at our team, there's two standout wide forwards who are going to start 
if they're fit, and that's Bale and Son. Mm. Mm. But anyway, yeah, I agree, um, mate. I think I think that's it. Um, we we play Fulham then. So just before we go, prediction. Uh, I I don't. Uh, do you know what? As much as it would be a nightmare to watch, I take the same result that we got last time. I think we played them away before they got relegated when Wink scored that last minute winner. I take a two one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I don't know what to expect really. I mean, Scotty Parker's got them playing really well, really well organised. Yeah. Um. There, Scotty and the coaching staff there would be very keen to avoid a defeat to us for obvious reasons, all the links. Um, I I don't know. It's such a difficult thing with us at the moment because if you get an early goal, I, I kind of feel like teams have got to be more open and then you'd really back Bale and Son. Um, I don't know. I'm going to go 3-1 Tottenham like a lunatic. <laughs> you are a lunatic, yeah, right? Like an absolute crazy person. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with that. Uh, but, mate, we'll be back next week. Um, big thank you to everybody for listening, um, especially the man in Viva Las Vegas. <laughs> um, and obviously Island Brother as well. We will put a post out next week. We record every Thursday. I'm going to put the post out on a Wednesday afternoon, so look out for it. If you want to get involved, leave a comment, a discussion point, please do. In the meantime, you can always email us, uh, or email me anyway, because Matt never checks his. Uh, I'm <laughs> sam at spursnews.co.uk. You can find us on Facebook and drop the page a message. You can find us on Instagram, drop the Instagram a message. You can find me on Twitter at spursnews1961. And you can direct message me there or just comment on something and say, hey, Sam, because um, that's me on Twitter all the time <laughs> being a prat. Uh, but yeah, that's it for this week, mate. I'll speak to you next. Everyone take care. Take care, mate. Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, you can join in the conversation on our Facebook page with over 60,000 fellow Tottenham fans at facebook.com slash Spurs News.